Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Skylight Books podcast. We are here with our delightful new series called Better Than the Movie. It's always been called that. I don't know what you thought it might have been called before. It was never called anything else. Accurate. Better Than the Movie, episode two. Can confirm. Uh, for this podcast, we discuss <laughs> we discuss uh, movie adaptations and the books that they're based on. Um, today, because of the Oscars, this was actually... I think we were sort of vaguely planning to do this before the Oscars. Yes. But uh, we we know that this did not win Best Adapted Screenplay. But that was the premise. We were going for a Best Adapted Screenplay. <laughs> something one. timely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Something it's timely. timely. It won. It yeah. won a, sh- a bunch of awards. Right. So Just not yeah. Adapted Screenplay. Just not no. Adapted Screenplay. I wonder yeah. why. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, what we have here is a three Skylight booksellers who like movies, who like books. My name is Justin Reamer. I'm Alan Trailer. And I'm Tyler Austin. And we are here to discuss All Quiet on the Western Front. We are going to save the discussion of that, which would be kind of spoilery, but it's war. Like, people die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, the book is a hun- almost 100 years old. Yeah. I would so... also argue that that movie is not a spoiler for the book in most regards. <laughs> yeah, honestly. So... Certainly. <laughs> You're fine, either way. It's not um... an emotional spoiler. Um... <laughs> we, yeah, so we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. I wanted to start off with just the topic, uh, a few topics of All Quiet on the Western Front. You got, you got best adapted screenplays from the Oscars. You got war movies. You got... Things that have been remade, remade a bunch because mm-hmm. All Quiet on the Western Front came out in 1929. Immediately, 1930, they're like, let's make a movie. Hollywood makes a movie. Then like 40, 49. It wins Best Picture. It does win Best Picture. First movie for Universal Pictures to win Best Picture. Yeah. Also like the second movie it's to ever win Best. The second Best Picture so, ever, yeah. So it's very odd because I, I got the Blu-ray of the 1930 and they like keep referring to it as like, it's Universal Pictures' first Best Picture. It's like, yeah, it's like the third one. Like, <laughs> Wasn't a lot. It would have happened eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, anyhow, so so we did. there's that. Then 49 years later, you got the TV version, which we did not watch. Mm-hmm. We, we did watch the 1930 for curiosity for comparison. Uh, we did not watch the 1979. Uh, I well, watched like 40 minutes on 2B. Oh, you did? That's a lot. This, this morning, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, we'll get to it. It's oh, a 49? Yeah. The 49 one? The 79. Oh, 79. 79. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God, I'm so jealous. I wish I had time. I know. I really well, wanted to. I love me some Ernest Borgnine. And, it, yeah, and it's directed by Delbert Mann, who directed, I he might have won Best Director for, for Marty. Marty. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But, anyhow. Oh, Marty's great, yeah. Yeah, but that definitely won Best Picture. If you've seen said, the movie Quiz Ernie, Show. come with me. We're going to World War One. <laughs> CBS wants to do All Quiet, and you're my man. Uh, and Ernie said, you son of a bitch, I'm coming back for one more uh, job. You're crazy for this one. You're crazy, Delbert. <laughs> Just Delbert and Ernest. Two guys with normal names making movies. That's right. You know? Uh, yes, Delbert. Del. Del, I call him. Del. Oh, Del- casual like Del, yeah, okay. Del and Ern. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then, of course, the whole premise, or 2022, Germany makes their first adaptation of it. Im- I, I didn't, whatever. Invest yeah. night, mm, quiet, oh, right? Oh, are we, is that what we're doing, Germ- yeah, yeah. we doing German? Yeah, yeah. oh my God, so uh, I'm disrespectful. Chills. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Germany. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, you know. Oh, it's anyhow. Deutschland, but yeah. The so, yeah. So 2022, they make it. It gets nominated for Best Adapted Picture. We're like, let's do that. Because the others are either like not based on books or maybe too sad. It's odd to say that. Like sure. both women talking, at, which one, and he's great, um, and All Quiet on the West Front are both sad. Yeah. So it's like sad versus sad. But we, a war picture, you we, know, it's we like. We made a, the boy choice. It's we made, yeah. yeah. We, we made the boy choice. Yeah. Um, getting on my first topic, are there any like adapted screenplay Oscar movies you can remember that you like? love i mean for me a lot of the ones in the 90s hit pretty hard you got silence of the lambs you got it's pretty um, great yeah um i mean english wait oh, let me look at the list sorry um yeah. i mean going back like the the godfather that's a pretty good one mm-hmm. i mean yeah. some might argue a, a pretty good movie and a decent <laughs> adaptation of a novel <laughs> Call me crazy. Yeah. Uh, I will. Oh, yeah. L.A. Confidential. Oh, L.A. Confidential. Yeah. Rips. Oh, Sense and Sensibility. Emma Thompson. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I haven't seen that one. Academy oh. Award winner yeah. Emma Thompson for writing. 
Yeah. I mean, then, she's always great. Yeah. yeah. And then she went on to make the like Nanny McPhee movie or whatever. And the and a, wrote, wrote uh, and and wrote a movie based on a George Michael song. Oh my god. The dream. The dr- I mean, <laughs> what a career. You can't beat it. Last Christmas, best Christmas. <laughs> That's right. I uh, Yeah. So I mean, there's a t- I mean, you know, I I think well, obviously this book is like a it, it obviously points to a rich history of Hollywood adapting things i mean it's, it was literally yeah. like basically year two of the oscars we're did going you say, did way you back say ruining things oh sure yeah, sorry sure sure it's not like you said sure. adapting <laughs> i'm so sorry very, <laughs> hollywood is very good at taking things and yeah. saying well, well we'll change this around a little yeah. bit we'll fix it up uh context and, who needs that shit yeah well you know <laughs> that said i all right so you're you're coming in hot you didn't like so hot either of the adaptations that we watched. I, I won't i wouldn't say i didn't like them I would say I hated a great deal of both of them, <laughs> but ultimately I like the thirties one. Yeah. Okay. Like it, it's, That's yeah. interesting Cause, to me. Cause I, I have my issues with the thirties, but yeah. I, I think, I think it gets a lot more right than the new one. Does. Oh, for sure. Uh, a ton. Um, yeah. And just say it. What's your, Oh, I would agree. I mean, I think the thirties, yeah, I, I was not a, a huge fan of the newest adaptation. Yeah. And I think the 31 does a great job. I, honestly, I think it's like, as good of an adaptation of a novel that is like almost so like ephemerally about feeling like yeah. it's what people are feeling and the like long slow descent into yeah. madness essentially is like it's, it does a really good job of like kind of painting that in a way that's like digestible for a film in a 30s way in a 1930 way i mean yeah, yeah. i was surprised a lot of peering stuff. through with yeah there was like oh. some insane oh. violence and yeah. then like we can't have sounds of punches hitting yeah, and yeah. people get shot and just clutch their chest and fall. Well, but then yeah. you have dismembered hands hanging from a line of barbed yeah. wire. I think we all, <laughs> I saw that and was like, that is going to go harder. I had to anything. rewind it. Yep, I was same. like, no way I saw that in this movie. Same. 100%. And I think that is harder than anything in the new movie. 100%. That's yeah. cooler and better than any piece of violence in 2022. Yeah. Version. I mean, all right, let's just get into it. There's they, like the book mentions, flamethrowers obviously in the 30s they didn't mm-hmm. bother doing that so clearly the tw- 2022 netflix version edvard berger is like we're gonna get a flamethrower yeah. in there it's gonna be cg and awful yeah. and like not even like horrifying just yeah. ugly it's yeah. gonna be so lit bro oh, i mean and also so in the book there's literally one line about yeah they got tanks now and that's like the big battle <laughs> at the end in this movie They're like, oh, these tanks are coming over the wall you know like it becomes a much bigger scene yeah. in the 2022 version but yeah, but also just like that, so such brief image of dismembered hands on the barbed wire yeah. versus like lighting a guy on fire with a flame. Like the impact is so yeah. different. Yeah, and it's amazing. I mean, I could not believe this was 1930 because it's like you're watching a man <laughs> running towards camera. Then the camera is panning from left to right along the barbed wire. Guys yeah. are getting shot left, right, and center. Then an explosion happens in front of this man. The dust clears and his bloody stump arms, his hands are still gripping barbed wire. It's amazing. It is amazing. (laughs) Like technically and like visually, it was unbelievable. Yeah. That's why I was like positive that I had imagined it. I was like, there's no way. It's it's unreal. It's it's so good. Uh, Yeah. And I don't think there's anything that stacks up to that in the new movie, personally. I certainly don't remember anything that closely. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just um, such a stark image. Well, you were going to say something about peering through windows. Uh, in the 30s version oh i forgot my point but like there was a lot of like window peering throughout the entire 30s one which let me argue with you i think that's awesome i thought it was a great sort of like no i thought it was great too especially when he's like in the classroom yes and there's like a fucking parade going Going on on outside outside. yes and he's like they're trying to listen and then suddenly we just like key in on them it was so cool i thought that was great and then it's when they first arrive at the front is all shot through these like giant windows that i believe is supposed to be like through a train station or something but i thought that was so effective as like visual storytelling in terms of like yeah. oh right we can't relate to the experience yeah. that these guys are having right now of going off and the they can't the either time. yeah they can't either right. and they're about to find out yeah they're, you're they're about to get a huge perspective shift to be with them so badly and you're like we're all going to war together because yeah. you've been hyped up by the beginning of the movie and then yeah. then you're just like you're kept at arm's length and then like someone's dead like in five seconds it's, right. it's phenomenal i thought it was such a great choice yeah i i think yeah i think the 30s one honestly just has such i think also because it's on that precipice of from silent film to sound film where the camera's moving and the visuals are so dynamic mm-hmm. that like it's just like really 
stylish in a way that the new movie, despite winning Best Cinematography, is not stylish. No. <laughs> oh, I cannot tell no. you how much I grew to despise that stupid score. Mom. Yeah. Mom. I, I, I kind of went... It beat me up so much that I ended up like really kind of liking it because I was like, yeah, it is kind of like war. It's just kind of coming out of nowhere. It's like disrupting everything you know. Sure, sure. it feels like war to me. <laughs> There's just that moment where they're like running and singing a song and then yeah. the score is going like, over them no, singing. No, no. Oh, no, yeah. no. And I was like, yeah. what? Well, why did it say? I, like, it just felt like so incongruous to I, my brain. I thought, I, yeah. I thought the Terminator was going to pop up in <laughs> yes. moment. During. Well, that's yes. the thing. It's yes. like, yeah, it's like, it's like, Nobody gets their moment of joy in the 2022. No. Um, Which, well, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into it, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so real quick, before we get too heavy into... We should summarize it briefly, I yeah. guess, right? Well, no, I was going to, I was oh, going to, okay. I was going to say, let's, let's talk war movies real quick. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. Because um, one of the thoughts I had, and, and one of the reasons why I accept 2022 changing um, stuff from the novel is I feel like this novel by Eric Mariah Remark. I assume it's Mariah because of sure, uh, whatever. Um, could be Maria, I, but uh, it's could German. You say it it's, in a it's German, German accent, please. It's sure what my brain is like. <laughs> Rema- Mariah uh, Remark. Yeah. Justin is foaming at the mouth. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he took his shoe off and started banging it on the table. <laughs> uh, kind of has set the template for like every war story in the past hundred years. I mean, like yeah. in many, cause like you've got the, the drill sergeant bit that that's full metal jacket. You've got the yeah. like going home oh, and feeling alienated bit. That's the hurt locker. You've got yeah. like, um, I mean, even just like the camaraderie of the fellas, like Band that feels brothers. like every, yeah, that feels like yeah. every war story now. Yeah. Um, so I get why you would want to change things in 2022. I think every choice they made was not, interesting and the wrong one yeah um, yep. but um, there's basically only one thing i really liked about the 2022 version yeah and that's the guy who played cat oh yes i, I completely I agree love he's him. it truly i would say in, in like a weird like hey they actually got spider-man who's a teenager kind of way yeah because if you look at 1930s and the 1979 it's borg nine yeah and i love the guy who played him in the 1930 version but he was also he's a, like a brooklyn yeah. he's a cartoon tough, man. he's a brooklyn tough guy who's <laughs> he's, like he's bluto just hey, rolling off got, and beating got, up popeye <laughs> and just being like oh come on, come on man but i will say, i love that actor he's great lewis yeah, yeah. uh wolfheim who yeah. sadly like died like the next year and had like this just his fucking broken nose the yeah, visage yeah. of his face he does face have is, a very interesting face i was yeah. like this is a movie face this is yeah, a face sure. we need but but yeah he's like conservatively i think in the book cat's supposed to be like older than them he's supposed to be 25 right exactly. and they're 20 <laughs> and this guy is like 50 yeah. clearly and and it just is weird let yeah. how much older he but is it, but that. it's also one of those things like when you cast someone that old you're like yeah. why are you still a private right you know yeah. if you're yeah. same with the, the guy from the 30s that plays chadden i'm just like this has got to be the oldest soldier oldest yeah. soldier <laughs> it's like here. it's like bing crosby being uh, in yeah. white christmas you know and he's 50 but he's like oh yes sir yeah. well and then so <laughs> Well, then the whole scene where like the four of them see the three ladies and like Chodden gets cut out. It's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, because he's the one who should not be going after yeah, young yeah, ladies. You're a yeah, creepy you're a old man. Old. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyhow, I wanted to talk. So, what other things do you think are in the war canon? And and I guess the question would be, do you think they take from All Quiet? Are mm. they biting the All All Quiet bit? Well. I got so angry after watching the 2022 version that I immediately just started watching Save It Private Ryan. Mm. And oh, yeah. It got a part where you mentioned earlier, the camaraderie that is so essential to the book that I think both movies kind of fail. And I was like, I just feel like Save It Private Ryan and Banner Brothers and stuff like that got that part so well that I just I had to watch it to like cleanse my palate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one's great in terms of also like it does yeah. the horror. Maybe platoon horror. too. I haven't seen yeah. that in a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, it has that kind of idea where it's like yeah. too bother. But yeah, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, like that one, Saving Private Ryan, so good because it has like a men on a mission story right. in top of like the horrors of war yeah. story. Which I love professionals being professional. Movies. Yeah, just doing They're stuff, just good. going into towns, finding people. So that I mean, that definitely, I think, 
I'm sure like if we were to go back and I like there would be some sort of visual references in Saving Private Ryan that are too all quiet almost yeah. certainly. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and yeah. also Sam Fuller because I know Spielberg's a big oh. Sam Fuller fan. Mm -hmm. Probably my favorite military. I guess it is war. It's Korean War film is uh, it's Sam, all war, Justin. It is all war. Is Sam Fuller's fixed bayonets, and that one is so good. You've got all these colorful characters that are like perfectly characterized it's not like everybody has to have an arc they don't yeah like it isn't like oh we made this guy illiterate for no good reason hey, well, yeah. uh, <clears throat> um <laughs> well oh yeah okay we'll get into it we'll get into it. <laughs> um but like everyone's perfectly but it's also just sort of about like and we got this stupid job we have to do which in fixed bayonets the whole mm -hmm. premise is that hey we're going to retreat can you stay here and pretend that we're not retreating? Yeah. So if the enemy comes, you like fight them off. And it's like, wow, that sucks. Yeah, that really but, sucks. <laughs> but like, what a great premise for a movie. Yeah. Where's Mike Rowe? That's a dirty job. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, no. I, oh, I'll leave now. Um, <laughs> just make this a twosome. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, it's, well, the 30, the book itself does an amazing job of, yes, like, the camaraderie and like the randomness of war where it's yeah. like there can be these really great highs i mean one thing that they did really well like a moment that was totally unexpected in the book to me is like where uh paul is explaining that he like feels this like like some sort of closeness to cat that he cannot even really put into words yeah. he says it's like closer than being lovers yeah like, it's just yeah. like you know that you have this camaraderie this this bond that you share over like a cooked goose yeah. That is like the closer, which I think they actually probably get closer to in the 2022 version because they just they still exist, seem yeah. more like normal people. Like they, they yeah. there's not like this this huge gap between them. Although there is that weird like you're gonna get out of here, good. You will, yeah. Good, he, like Goodwill Hunting's him. He's like you're gonna go to college. You're gonna be great. I'm a loser. I wake up every day hoping you won't be there. Just well, sitting on a winning lottery ticket. I yeah. do have a question because there's something that's in both the 30 and the 2022 that I'm like that wasn't in the book was it is mm -hmm. that they 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 start off with the premise that they're all kids and they've been brainwashed but there's like the one guy that's like holding out and they're like come on yeah and that's the first guy to die uh, yes i don't right. remember that from the book either. i feel like that was just made for the 30 movie yeah. and 2022 was like oh, it's not a bad little I mean, thing you can yeah, do that sure it. Well, and even was that the guy who was holding out in the 2022 movie? I think he was psyched, but then was like the most scared and then he just gets blown up. Right? Uh, like, yeah. I think because yeah. technically Paul is like they, they also weigh yeah. make it they make it like four guys. Yeah. And yeah. which also, I think, deadens a lot of that. Well, they make so many bad choices. We can get yeah. into well, it. <laughs> well, I guess how would you even sum up the plot of the book? Because it, it does feel very episodic. It feels like it's about just living in the experience of these guys. Yeah. Which is funny because like the thing that I find frustrating about the 2022 is that, and even maybe the 1930 bit is that they're like, we have to set up like the innocence and yeah. then the disillusionment. But the great thing about the book is you're just thrown in. He's like, yeah, already, already in it. Yeah, they're he's already he's, friends. He's already 20 years old. Yeah. He's already like yeah. hard bitten. Cause like when the 17 year olds show up, he's like, Oh, they're fucking cannon fire. Right. Yeah. And like, it's like wow, you're you're already fucking. You're super yeah. jaded, <laughs> jaded yeah. at twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both movies add like thirty to fifty minutes to the beginning of the story. Yeah, and I yeah. hated it. So well, much. so I can respect it in the '30s version because they were going for like a linear version of the story, essentially, yeah. where it's like they are seventeen, they're riled up in a classroom, they like like throw their papers in the air yeah. and decide we're going to go sign up like right Dude, now the, this we, scene when they're all like just jubilation is yes. flowing through them and they look like mania personified yeah. it was insane which yeah. i i was like kind of into i kind of oh, worked yeah. for, it totally works for me like that's, it, yeah. that's definitely the like we're on the verge of like yeah. silent film sound film because like yeah. with sound you don't need all those faces going yeah really? but, like, but then when you see it you're like oh the effect is insane yeah it's insane. It's, it's yeah it, 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 it heightens it a lot certainly yeah. uh but i i like at least going that route where it's like we're going to start with these kids at 17 and then we're going to show you them getting trained and then going to the war yeah. like i understand having to do that i will say the 1979 version the first 40 minutes i watched is the closest to the actual book that i've I seen where say. it starts with them out there they go through an attack and then through flashback you see how they were talked to at school 
by mm. Donald Pleasance, which is great. Oh, and then you see, man. Yeah. Wow, I should have seen it. We that really one. blew it. Yeah, we I, really it's pretty good. It. Now, they do something I did hate, though. They made a choice where they like they all pick on the postman who becomes their uh, Himmelstoss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all like pick on him. Himmelstoss. They like make fun of him. And then he becomes their commanding officer. And that's why he's like such a uh, dick to them, which I hate that that's motivated because one of the things the book does so well yeah. is that all this stuff is just like random. Yeah. It's yeah. truly just horrible, it, random. It, it's bad just luck. stuff he's had in him all this time. Yeah, he's yeah. Just when a, he gets power, he's not yeah. good. Yeah. He's and, not and, good dude. He gets power and he becomes a petty tyrant yeah. and pe- that or, happens to people. Yeah. 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 Which, which they is, completely gloss over in the new version too, yeah. where it's like literally they're on the way to the front and like well, some guys jerk to them in the back of a truck. Yeah. And then he's like, Oh, he's a, they gave yeah. some of those qualities to the general that's like fueling Ugh. the war in Ugh. the new version. So, and a little bit to Brule's character. Yeah. Which is also like, so, so let's, doing? yeah, yeah. Let's, let's sum up the book real okay, quick yeah, and then start yeah. talking about the mess of what they added to the yeah. 2022. So, yeah. so what would you say is like the spine of the book? Is it, it's kind of like, it's mostly from Paul's point of view. Yes. Paul Bomber, he's our he's our main character. It's it, it's all pretty much in his voice except yeah. for like the the finale. Yeah. Right. Which, Which is can't a, be in his voice. Right. Spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> war. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I mean basically Spoilers, it, this is a book about war. <laughs> well, one of the things <laughs> yeah. that that blew me away about the book and I guess this is sort of a longer way of answering your question about what the spine is is that it's like it's very literary the whole thing. Like there are moments where you're like Oh, were they back in the bunker? Like the language is so yeah. interesting that you're kind of like almost it doesn't matter where you are at times. You exactly. just you just know like, OK, they're under attack. I don't know if they're in the trench or in a bunker necessarily. But yeah. but essentially, they're just like constantly being moved between the front and like relief and the front yeah. and relief. And people are dying slowly but surely are getting picked off. And then there's a moment where Paul gets to go home on leave. He feels alien to his mom and his sister and yeah. everyone who lives in the town. He comes back, he gets injured, he spends a good deal of time in the hospital where you also learn things are horrible and random and awful yeah. in the yeah. way that war is. And then he goes back to the front. Cat is like the last guy left. He dies, and then eventually Paul dies. Yeah. And that's pretty much that's, it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the book. Yeah. yeah. I mean And and it's yeah. Like a, yeah. And but but I think you made a great point in that the book is very sort it's literary, but it's very experiential. Yes. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't have like a movie's way of being like, you have to be like this event leads to this event, blah, blah, blah. It it is just sort of like, you're like, oh, I'm in this and all I can do is survive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that leads me to to grand thoughts and sometimes it just leads me to be like, where am I getting some fucking food? Yeah. And he waffles back and forth constantly. And maybe I, maybe I should have like kept that piece of bread the rats were eating because like now i'm hungry i'm starving (laughs) to death here on the front lines yeah yeah it's it's yeah again very experiential that's a great way to put it where you're just like dropped into almost like scenes basically that don't really have a beginning you're just there you know but it's 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 sort of just paul like just dealing with the existential crisis of have i lost myself already or oh my god is there more to me that i can lose and just having that constant fear with him the entire time and the thing that's so interesting is that obviously we get the most of Paul, but even in the little moments we get with the other people, like we know, we get to know them. Yes. Like, like we know who Tiaden is. We know, we definitely know who Kat is. Like he, yeah. he immediately is like, oh, this guy pops. Yeah. Partly yeah. just because it's like funny that he's like, yeah, I'm going to find us food. No matter, no matter yeah. what, I'm the guy. I yeah. find us, I'll steal us a goose. And the way he's described is so cool. Yes. He d- he is the coolest character. It's like a penchant for finding food and finding like loose jobs or easy jobs or something like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the guy you want to know. Definitely. Uh, yeah. No, but it's, it's, yeah, it's really interesting in that it's so literary and and like language that's used really well i mean it just i was blown away by that level of like the writing is so quality the first chapter i was like writing down every other line i was like i have to stop (laughs) (laughs) oh and then uh the other thing i was gonna say is is basically the book is so good at being like using every part of the buffalo in terms of how bad and random war is like every little aspect of there is like so little joy i mean like there are the moments but even then they're they're like robbed. But like him going home is so devastating in that like yeah. he then he's put to a beer garden table with a bunch of old guys going like, nah, the way to win is this. Yeah. You don't understand you how you see win. the whole of it. You're yeah. young. You know like, the details. He's just like shaking with yeah. rage. Yeah, I'm just like I would lose my yeah, I lose did, my that's mind. what I really liked in the third the thirties one too. Yes. I thought that was a really good interpretation of that scene. Well, yeah. and also just like I felt like 
in the 2022, basically cutting to the bone every moment with the women yeah. to just make them a symbol of this like nice smelling garment. Yeah. It was just like, oh, this, I, I get like cutting it to the bone like that. But like, no, like it's so much better yeah. if you get the moment where the three guys are with them. And like the thing that's a little disappointing in the 1930s one is that what's nice in the book is that it's not even like a fully like like oh it's so delightful to be with a woman it's also just sort of like oh she sort of sees me in this way as like this poor soldier and And like food they bring yeah right (laughs) and like and like she she's like it's like she sees me in this way and if she knew the truth about me she wouldn't care like 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 there's so much complexity obviously the the movie can't even get into that yeah but i did I, I was like, oh, this is clearly pre-code because even though they don't show them in bed, they show outside the door yeah. of them talking after yeah. being in bed, the, which the, I'm like... The boudoir scene. <laughs> yeah. You get the shadow of the bedpost and it was like, right. wow, interesting. I'm okay. like, yeah, they're not implying. They're just like, yeah, this is... They're in bed. Yeah. yeah. And they've probably just done it. Uh, and making whoopee, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> they whoopee. Yeah, whoopee. One thing about the book, and they do this obviously in the 30s one as well, is that it's like they join in the first year of the war. Which is a yeah. massive difference from the 2022 version, which I think immediately handicaps the movie from the jump. Yeah, it would be yeah, yeah. Well, I There's mean, so okay, much I okay. Let's so let one. so let's talk about some of the changes in the 2022 that literally feel to me like a screenwriting teacher coming to you and be like, okay, let's raise the stakes, and like yeah. to to what end? Because like one of the things is the book. The book ends probably like a month before Armistice. Yeah. And it doesn't even really matter. Yes. It's, it's like, you know, if you think about it, you're like, oh, it would have been, you know, if he had survived another month, maybe he would have made yeah. it out alive. But like, oh, it, they're going to make a meal out but of it, that concept. But it's not, but it's not, <laughs> who cares? Like, it's yeah. not, it's not the prep point of this. No. This one is literally, they create a subplot featuring Daniel Brule of like in Glorious Bastards, Rush, yeah. and obviously a bunch of, uh, foreign films like yeah. goodbye lennon whatever yeah um, a great german actor who yeah. i think had to be in i think he was an executive producer as um, well playing a real character george matthias yeah. who who like brokered the armistice with the french um they make that a whole subplot yeah. that i gave zero shits I about hate yeah. every yeah. single every moment you're not with the guys yeah. in the trenches you're like this what are we, sucks what I are we doing it. yeah 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 it's like oh we have to there's men dying it's like yeah show the men that are dying. i don't right. care about this piece yeah, yeah. we know there's stupid machinations yeah. going on but like this is not intriguing and then um so but basically it leads us up to the like contrived screenwriter premise of the armistice is signed we have until the 11th hour on the 11th day of the 11th month mm-hmm. and then armistice and then you have this asshole general who's like no we're going to fight in the morning win and then the french will have to eat our yeah i thought for sure they were going to revolt yeah when he like insists it's like yeah we just signed it but like what if we did it anyways what if we won the war anyways right well he just wants like a little bit of more land basically is his ultimate goal also like they set him up as the guy who's like i didn't have a war for 50 years like you kind of patent him a little (laughs) bit yeah yeah and I, and I did look it up, and, and there was this thing that happened where there were some battles even after Armistice was signed. Of course. Uh, but, I mean, that's not this story. And who cares if, like, it's, like, five seconds to Armistice and then our no. hero dies. And it's like, oh, if it had no. been five seconds later. No. It doesn't raise the stakes. It just makes it ridiculous. It yeah. doesn't make it more of a tragedy. The stakes of this war movie is you and your friends are going to fucking die because it's fucking war. Yeah. That's the stakes. You don't need your yeah. bullshit to like raise it. Like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. eleven it fifty nine me... to midnight yeah. here. Yeah, it yeah. did make me so yeah. mad. Like, I know I was mad throughout oh. the movie, but especially when it came down well, to that. Well, you could like, start you to kidding. see the gears turning in yeah. that direction. I was just like, are they gonna do this? No way. Are they gonna do this? Yeah. They're doing this. And, and otherwise, it's... I don't know why else you have that subplot. No, it would be right? absurd. Yeah, no. truly. And of course, and you're just like, that's a ridiculously stupid thing to do because you're so right. It's like, yeah, there are no added stakes by being so close to the end. It doesn't make it any more tragic. It is truly like someone read a like a Britannica version of a dramatic irony. And they're like, do the whole movie, make a dramatic irony. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's even the thing, because like the way Cat dies in the book and in the 1930 movie, 
that's the gut punch. I know the, the whole the whole print. Yeah. All right, so spoiler, whatever. The the character we love, Cat. Yeah. He gets he gets injured. So, um, Paul, our hero, is like, "Well, I'll carry you to the medic." And It'll at this great. point, they're the last two of their crew left. Yeah. yeah. So it it really means something. And he gets he gets to the medic, and the medic's like. Yeah, he shouldn't have bothered. He's dead. And he's like, what are you talking about? He just got like a flesh root, yeah. you know. He's so and, matter of fact about it. And well. he's and he's like, Yeah, no, this 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 asshole, this guy's dead. Yeah. And he checks. <laughs> and in the in the the book, uh, see that's the thing. This is one of the moments where like the book is so strong in my memory, and I think the 1930 does a really good job because it's basically like he touches his head and he brings it back and he's like, It's wet. And yeah. you just sort of see him be like, Oh, there's blood on my hand. And he realizes that like a splinter of shrapnel has just nailed cat in the head yeah. while he it, was carrying him yeah. on the way back yeah, yeah. and it's like that's, that's it that yeah. that that's what gets you it's just like a, a random piece of metal is now lodged in your brain you're yeah. dead which they discuss in the book all the time it's like they're all going to die at some point and they think that they're lucky throughout the throughout the book but it's like yeah there's just gonna be I a mean, moment when they're just not lucky yeah. i mean there's a moment like like heavy symbolism whatever in the book where like like a uh, graveyard is being bombarded. They're like running through the graveyard. Some of them, like Paul falls into a grave, basically falls into the guts of a dead person. Yeah. And like the movie, act- the 1930 movie actually does a credible version without going into like the gore yeah. of like running through this graveyard that's being bombarded and falling into a grave and being like, oh God. Yeah. I am basically like this far away from being the dead guy. Yep. Yes. Uh, which again, Heavy symbolism, but yeah. like skeleton the, turn says your future, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but the book nails it, and I feel like the 1930 movie nails it, and the the 2022 is so sweaty with yeah. like this because again, like there's been a hundred years of movies kind of telling the same story, yeah. but like it it feels like flop sweat just to be like, oh, but we got to really drive home. Like war equals bad. Right. Yeah. These last two guys are going to die after the armistice yeah. has been signed. Oh, oh my oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. So then in the, the mo- bureaucracy, in, yeah, the, well. in the 2022, <laughs> it becomes this like weird pseudo poetic, but like dumb thing, like where it's, yeah. it's almost like cat brings about his own end by just being like, eh, let me push it. Yeah, it is very much his fault. He's like one last, one last harumph, huh? We're gonna go steal this goose from yeah. a French farmer who hates me and yeah. has tried to shoot me a bunch of times. And I think there's supposed to be again, like you said, some very heavy-handed symbolism of like, oh, it's actually the farmer's son who comes after them and shoots yeah. him. And it's like they've corrupted this youth yeah. who wasn't even really in the war. And it's like, but that's not the point of the fucking yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's like, and again, it's like fair you can change it of course you can change yeah. it that happens with adaptations but like it's not more interesting it's not it, it, the it, better it, choice it felt like they just wanted to do a ww1 movie and they needed some way to do it and they're like let's just use this book basically in most ways in name only yeah to get yeah. this thing made i mean that's the thing is like the two movies stylistically watching the 2022 Edvard Berger one was Come and See, the mm. 1980s Russian film. Have either of you guys seen that one? I have I, not. I, I, yeah. It's, I haven't. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough watch. Talk, <laughs> talk about poetic and shattering. Like, this movie is striving for poetic and shattering, and it gets neither. Neither poetry nor actual shattering, apart from just being like, eh, that's gross. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, like, 1917, yes. which is sort of, like, all the technical achievements of 1917 have become, like, the wrong lesson. Where it's like, oh, we yeah. just do, like, a long steady cam shot, and, like, you stick with the soldier, and, like, isn't that intense? And it's like, I was looking at the tracking shots in the 1930, and I'm like, this is more the book. Because yeah. you just feel, like, in that tracking shot, you feel real chaos going around the figure as the camera is tracking with him. As opposed to here, where you're just like, oh, it's just CG explosions and CG soldiers and yeah. CG blood, and it's just yeah. like it deadens it. The explosions in the '30s version, Are I mean, deafening. Yeah, deafening. And turn, you felt them. You yeah, feel yeah. the physical effect of them on you, yeah. and and it's like that's insane. I mean, you're just because you just know they were blowing stuff up. Yeah, it they was Hollywood in the 1930s. They just blew a bunch of bombs up. Yeah. Who it's, knows how many stuntmen like got really 
hurt in yeah. that movie. It was it was easy to cast. That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> it was easy to cast extras they who were amputees. Yeah, they had a lot of amputees lying around on that set <laughs> yeah. from the bombs they set off. Yeah, it's wild and it, it looks phenomenal. And again, if I, I there was the moment, and you're right, 1917 is exactly where they're pulling this from. But it's mm-hmm. like in a, in every other movie, like the moment where a guy is running and just people are like falling around him as he charges into battle. I'm like, yeah, I've seen enough. Yeah. I've seen enough of that exact shot saving private ryan does that incredibly well there's so many movies where it's just we're charging forward and then the guy right next to him boom he's down and you're like okay i get it i got it yeah they've done it it's dumb luck it's dumb luck we got it yeah um yeah even okay so going into the 2022 they basically that movie just creates this whole first act that's like it's like, like 50 minutes it's like a oh, 50 really? minute first but act. it's also like some, yeah. like like the the very beginning is we see a random soldier go into battle yeah he gets killed he gets shot heinrich gerber i don't know why his name stuck so well in my brain <laughs> yeah. heinrich gerber anyways yeah. yeah um his uniform is brought back to the army yeah uh a seamstress just sews up the bullet hole and then it's given to paul baumer to yeah. take into battle and he's like oh this is someone else's uh uniform the army lies and is like oh yeah he must have been the wrong size or whatever oops rips out the guy's name tag he's like there you go oh i get it everyone's cannon fodder and like he's it's but there's a great shot in that one where like when it hits the ground you see he's ripped off multiple yeah that was good yeah i thought that was interesting it was an interesting yeah pre-title credit sequence i was like oh oh interesting okay so because like right when heinrich dies and the the 30s one does a similar situation with uh the boots that Mueller wants. Yeah. Which also, I was like, I don't remember this in the book. This that is in the either. book. Yeah. Well, no, that he wants the boots for sure. But like when, when the, the boots goes from oh, soldier to soldier. They become like a, a monkey luck, paw. Bad yeah. luck charm. Yeah. I was oh, like, right. what? Right. I don't remember this. Oh yeah. That was, that was, see, that's, that's yeah. like their version of it. That's their version of it. I, I find it more effective. Cause it, artful. Yeah. also, yeah. also because it's like, bam, bam, bam. You see this guy gets the boots dead. This guy gets the boots dead. As opposed to this movie, which is like, let's contrive. Yeah. The whole machinery that yeah. gets this uniform back to our hero. Yeah. Which, again, is, like, the least interesting step in the movie. I mean, I guess it's interesting in that you're, like, seeing process of, like, how work it, like, works in that way. The behind the scenes of it, I guess. Yeah. Like, oh, of, like, oh, there's, it, it they're washing the blood sense out. If you follow what the book discusses a lot is, like, that one scene when they're all discussing why the war is happening and yeah. what it all means. Like, it kind of, it can add up to that. Yeah. If you connect the dot and you don't randomly rearrange scenes in your movie, well, and, and, and it's just give like, other characters other characters deaths, and I'm like, what are we? What? Why? What's this change? It's for? just another moment where you're away from these guys and not with the the people who are the main characters of your movie who you care the most about, and yeah. it was just like, well, then I don't care. I, like, yeah. I just don't care. Well, also just like so, Chadden, fairly major character in the book, yeah. also played by an extremely old man in the 1930s in uh, 2022. I don't remember this guy until he's, he's got like, the milky eye. Yeah. Yeah. Until he's like lying, uh, you know, prostrate in the hospital and it's like, ah, you're probably going to lose a leg. And he's like, I don't want to be a cripple forever. And then you're like, oh, well, I know what's going to happen. He's clearly going to off himself. Yeah. He get, he takes his fork from dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the movie turns for one moment into like a final destination movie. Yep. And he stabs himself like 10 times in the neck yep. with a fork just yeah. just yeah just found of blood yeah. from his spurt, neck spurt spurt yeah and it's like which are taken from the book but it was he, supposed to be albert was thinking about doing that right i think when he does it but he like tries to stab his chest yeah. and it doesn't work and they, and they get it away from but him but he also just doesn't violently stab himself in the neck 10 times being like this will be the way yeah, yeah it's yeah. like oh my god <laughs> well the guys don't really notice until he's way too late it's like, like stab eight and they're like, like wait what's oh, going on touch it knock yeah. him off buddy you know yeah. another great part of, of the 22 though is the guy that's across from them watching just like takes his food yeah it's like well he's not gonna eat it yeah they're they're good i mean they're hard good yeah. moments throughout and it's again they just don't i don't know they just make the wrong they yeah. put them on the wrong superstructure of how well the, i guess that's yeah. basically the same thing as the boots are in the book where yes. Mueller's like, he, our buddy's going to die when they visit their buddy at the very yeah. beginning. He's like, he's not going to need those boots, but I could really use them. Like, it's it's that same idea that you remove it from context and meaning, and yeah. then you give it to another character. And also because, like, for your visceral scene. as they establish, I think, in the 30s movie, too, is like, oh, well, orderlies will rip it off. And he's like, yeah, I could really use these, and that orderly is just going to sell it, like, uh, 
Yeah, they already stole his watch. But but yeah. but, <laughs> right. but then you have the like curb your enthusiasm moment of being like, well, we can't just say like, hey man, you only got one foot, you don't yeah. need these boots anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, and I, so um, I was gonna say, I think we've to go back to the 2022 version. The thing that I would consider again on top of the entire plotting well, is just the biggest mistake they make is they bring these guys into the war too late. Right. It's like because in the book and in the first movie, they come in right at the beginning of the war. And so essentially, like these guys, the way that the book has it set up would be like the guys who show up late and are just like mowed down immediately. But then somehow they make it for like 18 months. Like so it's like even by their book's logic, they shouldn't really have survived and made it. But so they go for one battle and then they time jump 18 months to the very end of the war. So you miss a lot of the like actual battle, like yeah. them bonding and like the camaraderie. You just like you jump eighteen months. The bulk it's like, of the book, yes. yeah. You, yeah. To make room for Daniel Brühl and his terrible subplot on a no stupid one... train going yeah. through Germany. Oh, and also, yeah, give me more shots of how opulent this meal is. They're all having. Oh, when he's just like splashing wine after one sip. It's just like, come on, like yeah. we get it. They're they're yeah. rich and this evil, guy sucks. and yes. they send these people to die. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. We've uh, we got it. You also know? been done to death. It's yeah, like, exactly. Why not? Yeah, I mean, don't call me crazy. Why not just do the book? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. exactly. Because so they speed run. Yeah, they basically speed run the entire novel yeah. for Daniel Brühl, and, and then, then cherry pick moments. Like yeah. they give them lines from the book occasionally because they're like, "That's a pretty good line." Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a yeah. great line. Yeah, it's, it's even better book. if you have all the other ones with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so for me, the key scene of the book and both movies, and and I think it also points to like. Because here's the is the scene where where um, Paul is in a foxhole mm-hmm. and yeah. and an enemy jumps in oh, and he just immediately is like stab 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 and then like is like oh now I'm stuck in a foxhole with a slow dying guy yeah. and he's just like immediately like oh and he's just yeah. like a guy like he's just I a think guy. Both, I think both movies botched it. And I agree with that. Yeah. I yeah. like the 1930 that scene overall. In the book is, oh my god! That's brutal. what I'm saying. This is the full gamut of like this is reality the key scene in the and book. emotions. Yeah, yeah, and 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 like eventually he's like, just shut up, and then he's like, oh, you know, I'll make it better, or like, yeah. oh, I'll make it up to your family, and, yeah. and like, and then he's like, oh, then I forgot about him, and then oh, maybe that didn't even happen the way I thought. And it's like, oh my god, yeah, dude, you've war has done something <laughs> to you, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the problem is with the 1930 and. What I think is the weakness overall of the 1930 is like they're like we gotta get some of Remark's really good internal dialogue mm, and yeah. just have Lou Ayres say it out loud, and it's like, yeah, this feels not. Re- it's Can it's I like, also just he's say not something? he's not yeah. Hamlet. Like, yeah. don't do a soliloquy, buddy. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe that the 30s one didn't have the narration, like his his internal oh. thoughts as narration. I thought for sure if anyone would have done it, would have been the 30s. Because yeah. I think that's what you really need to hear his point of view when he's yeah. describing some of these scenes. And I think you, I mean, I don't love voiceover narration, but yeah, it does work sometimes. And I think it's kind of essential for this story. Because when you give it to characters, it just sounds like really <laughs> awkward. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I mean, I, I think it almost works in the 30s one because you it's like he's talking to the guy who's dying like so you can yeah. almost get it out in a way but it's also 1930 acting style so well, it's just like the, yes the, you can the, hear the, it in the back row kind of thing. i've seen i've seen lou airs in later movies and i think he's got he gets better and i also yeah. think of him as like i really pro, didn't like proto jack proto jack lemon um <laughs> i thought it was, at first i really thought it was him and i was like that doesn't make sense that much. <laughs> jack lemon uh, would have been a little baby yeah but uh <laughs> but but I think he got better. But the problem is, this is literally his first role. He's like, this is what's going to make me a star. And yeah. I think he overdoes it. Oh, yeah. yeah. When he gets shot and he's like, oh, my side. Oh, my side. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they, they overcook it a little. <laughs> they really do. I mean, it's yeah. the 30s and I, I forgive yeah. it for that. Yeah. But like, that's what kept me from really. I think the style is you know, what like kept a, me from really A certain amount of the audience is still like, the pictures are talking. <laughs> it's yeah. moving and words are coming out. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Which, like, <laughs> thankfully, the whole movie is at that tone. So at a certain point, you just, yeah. like, adapt to it. Like, you're just like, okay, I, I get this is the volume. This yeah. is this is the pitch we're at. Like, so Because yeah. that's the thing, too, about the 1930 that I didn't like. is like, oh, I kind of wish it didn't, like, the, the like, uh, not Foxhole, but the, uh, the 
not barracks, but like you know when they're hiding oh, the bunker thing. Yeah, yeah like the trenches in, yeah. in the bunker, yeah. like didn't clearly just look like a big soundstage. Mm. Like you know, like by the, even by the forties, like you're getting more yeah. realistic cramped spaces, and this just feels like the weird spacious. Like yeah, we're all guys yeah. crammed together, but like look how tall yeah, the ceiling is. But yeah, like I I, I think that. Um, I was very happy with the 1930 for capturing as much of the spirit yeah. of the book as it did. And yeah. Yeah. It, it adapted yeah. things in ways that were interesting. Again, like the, the boots were like an interesting visual way to tell the story of like, Oh, and these guys are starting to die. And like, right. It's yeah. a bad luck charm. And like, also even the, the whole foxhole or the, I guess it's really like a shell hole encounter with the other soldier, which is, I would say again, like the climactic sort of moment for Paul where he has to confront hand to hand combat and death. Like, they even could never have done that the way it's done in the book, because that's, yeah. like, he goes out on some night mission, and then he, like, an attack happens, but he's out there for, like, 12 hours. Like, they, they, there was, yeah. like, it's a weird random one-off thing you can do in a book, but not in a movie. Well, right. the, yeah, so the thing I will say that I appreciated the movie, at least did, was, like, he's, time passes. They don't show us all of the time pass. Is that he lo- he, he changes, but, like, the movie is basically he has 17 emotions in five literal minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the 2022 and i'm just like come on yeah and, and like obviously they cut all the dialogue apart from him saying comrade which is from the book him trying to be like oh i need to cut open your cut open your uh shirt or something uniform or jacket. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Un- uniform to get to your wound to try to treat so you he, so and like yeah. he sees the he sees the knife and he's like ah and he's like no no comrade comrade yeah. like that's yeah. the only thing he really says and it that is from the book but like but then like the actor has to have 17 yeah. emotions oh, in five minutes think, and like, yeah. and like also is shot from like seven angles and it just keeps cutting. And it's like, this doesn't feel like anything. I think <laughs> the only, only, only version of that that works and the only Paul I ultimately liked was the guy who did the audiobook. Cause I went back and forth Frank between Muller, the audio, Frank yeah. Muller, uh, I amazing VIP. I only know that because I looked him up cause yeah. I was like, uh, his voice reminded me of the guy who did the narration for the TV show Fishing with John, yeah. which is a very niche <laughs> reference. But I was yeah. like, is this the same guy? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, so I looked him up because I thought maybe he was the Fishing with John guy, but he's not. But he is like the granddaddy of audiobook narrators. Like he was... And it really he, shows. He's he was doing it. He was doing it since like 1979. And like... Unfortunately, like, got in an accident, tragic, tragic death, but, like, you know, um, R.I.P. Frank Muller. Yeah, but like, he goes through every emotion in that scene, and I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. I have to, like, pause this now, because that was, that was, that was a lot. That yeah, was yeah. a lot for me. I, you, you're the one that turned me on to the audiobook, because I, I, did, I did read, but then yeah. at a certain point, I was like, I just gotta plow through it. And I honestly I... went back and forth between chapters. Just oh, depending on like when I had time to listen and when I had time to actually read. But yeah, support yeah. your local library, use Libby, and listen to Frank <laughs> Muller's excellent reading of yes. All Quiet on the Western Front by Erich Maria Rabach. I will say also for that scene, uh, and, and a lot of the 2022 version, I mean, the, the actor playing Paul had to probably have so much crap on his face for so long. Oh, the mud, yeah. The mud, like, the amount of times that he Multiple had just, times like, with the mud, dried, actually. horrible mud yeah. all over his face, and, which obviously is meant to be this thing where he's like, oh, he's barely human, or so, like, you know, he's yeah. he's more animal than man, or something. Yeah. But all I could think about in these scenes was, like, this poor man for 12 hours, yeah. getting close-up after close-up done of the dry, the yeah, yeah, getting more dried mud just smeared on his face. That's what you want to be face. thinking about when you're watching a war movie. It was more interesting, What's though. What's that makeup situation? <laughs> Yeah, what's the makeup? How, and God, this guy is really good at having all this crap yeah, on his face. Yeah, good yeah. on him. Good, good on him. him. Just, what an just actor. Yeah. Just just having stuff. You know, he just keeps <laughs> jumping in mud, keeps getting mud all over his yeah. face. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, which is definitely, yeah, I was like, oh, it's more interesting than what's on screen. Felix Kammerer. I wanted to look up uh, the, yes. the, the mm-hmm. actor who played Paul in the 2022. Because yeah. as, yeah. as per usual, we don't do research really apart from just what interests us so yes exactly yeah no i was like lewis wolfheim and uh that's it that's good i'm yeah. good well i think it's wolfheim i'm saying wolf but wolfheim anyways he's right. great I'm man with a broken nose lionel barrymore found him the, the you're wolf- welcome <laughs> the wolfheim uh oh. hive will come after you and be yeah. like no f no f no f yeah flew it speaking of ways in which both movies failed um the the himmelstoff or stoss character mm. 
is so dark and just evil in the book. Well, first of all, he's not even in the 2022 version. Yeah. Which I was like, I can't believe they inflated it with these two other characters, but took out the clear evil guy. Yes. Uh, but in the one in the in the 30s, I, I enjoyed it ultimately, but it's not it's not how I view the character. He's more he's more of an asshole than he is just like absolutely corrupted by this power. And he is kind of bullied a little bit as well in the 30s one. So it's right, like they all right. can't believe the postman is their superior. And he's like, Rob, we'll show you. I'm going to prove to you. And it's like in the book, he's like, no, I'm going to make this guy stop bedwetting by putting two bedwetters on a bunk bed and have them hate me for the and rest of their life. Have them switch spots every night yeah. so that one of them is getting pissed that on every night. That scene in the yeah. book where they find him and they just beat the ever living crap out of him. I was like, yes. Great. Yes, phenomenal. I can't wait to see this in the movies. Which they, I think they, they did sort well. Of did in the they did one, well yeah. in the thirty-one. Yeah, exactly. They didn't but, do it, but it's not as earned. But, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I, I had forgotten that. But like, yeah, no. In the book, you're just like, because he's yeah, he's just but, like. But also, I mean, that's the brilliance of the book is like that's a horrible fucked up thing they're doing, but they've been driven to it, and that is yeah. the point of war is to drive these guys to the edge yeah. of humanity so that they could just be like, yeah, we'll throw a bed cover this guy and just hit him mercilessly yeah. in the street, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which. Again, like, then Full Metal Jacket kind of takes that to its own thing. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I'm assuming, why they that was an easy cut to make for them, where it's like, well, we're not going to do this better than Full Metal Jacket. You know, it's like... But to get rid of the character entirely. Oh, it's a huge waste. But But also, like, I'm assuming that some of the added subplot in the 2022 is to be like, well, you know, we've we're making this post-World War II. I hated that. I hated that. And And that's the thing, is like, you don't need we don't need that right it, it is truly the worst like historical looking back like be be kind to your enemy because otherwise they will grow to resent you like that is a thing daniel Burl says to the french who are like imposing all these horrible things on them yeah. essentially being like who knows maybe we'll hate you and yeah. then a guy will start giving speeches in beer halls yeah. and then uh, we'll, we'll kill six million fault, jews you know, you know? Yeah. maybe that's your fault guys yeah it's probably your fault which is just like i mean I, who like that's the brilliance and the beauty of the book being written obviously in like 1929 is yeah. they don't have the foresight of that and the idea that they're throwing that in there is just like come come on yeah Boo. it's 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 so like not not even just straightforward in the book but like like the purpose is so clear the point of view is so clear and like and even i think in the movie the point of view is so clear and it's like obviously because you're you're putting it in a dramatic setting you you have to do some contrivance i mean the book also probably has some contrivance too but like but like it just all feels so contrived that i'm like i don't know what what you're trying to say to me apart from we're making a war movie in 2022 that's like yeah. like you're not saying anything yeah it's it's well, it's it, saying war is bad war is bad <laughs> and, but then and people are evil but but also like here's you know, here's, ideas. here's, yeah, right. here's an additional like boss final battle scene in which our hero becomes a badass yeah uh, murdering people yeah, which dude. is like not no yeah right it, it was like hey war is evil but it's also pretty hardcore yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's beating someone over the head with a helmet uh yeah i that was also uh i mean again they did this like you think the the thing with the ladies where they get the garment and then like franz gets it who dies off screen we who's a character we also have no relationship with because they just fast forward over those 18 months that they're out there uh so then paul puts the thing on and then actually this was truly a moment where i was like all right this is enough movie where at the end paul is dying he's been stabbed in the back by a random guy with a bayonet who was hiding in the back of that bunker for some reason yeah uh, why he was in there i'll never know the attack had been he's happening a, for a, a while stabber. yeah he was just hiding in the shadows to perfectly come out and surprise <laughs> us the audience i mean paul no um yeah, no you're right yeah. so then paul comes out he dies the whole thing like they redo the thing from the beginning where it's like oh collect the na- the dog tags or the name tags of these guys yeah and in the moment in the end of the last battle there's like that red-headed kid who paul saves his life and which is dumb and then who comes up and like looks at paul and like has this really solemn face as if he's been watching the movie with us I and know. understands it's like, it's like, paul's journey to yeah, this point somehow just saved you which it will leave an impact on your life but like you literally you just met him five minutes yeah. ago as you were marching to the battlefield right like you're why why are any you... memories right now you're just blocking out as much as you black can. this all out yeah. why are you looking at him like wow i bet he's had a hard 18 months out yeah. here i'm, I'm sure if there, were a, like. if there were a movie before yeah. this it'd be really interesting yeah it was i hated yeah. that so much yeah the truncating of all all those things in the new movie i really really 
Oh, and then he takes the stupid little handkerchief as if that should mean anything it to him. It doesn't mean anything it's, to him. It's so stupid. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, yeah, they just really, yeah. They bungled it. Yeah, they bungled it. In um, favor of just the most dramatic irony possible, they were like, no story. No, yeah. no like, emotion or earned, uh, like, you know, a love yeah. for these characters. Even, even like, even the, the dread of returning back to the front, which is all throughout the book, they yes. don't even really do anything with that. I'm like, that's such a big... Every time they get away from the front, they try to stay away as long as possible. And when, when Paul gets, like, injured and is away and has, like, that weird training, which I wasn't even sure about in the book. I was like, what are we, what's this training about? Yeah. Um, when he comes back, he's, like, both happy to be back with his buddies, but also being like, oh, right, it's the front. Oh, my God. I yeah. hate the front. There's random yeah. death everywhere. My yeah, the personality training... disappears at the front. Oh, no. <laughs> the training was an easy cut from the movies, obviously. Sure. But, again, comes back to, like, Oh, everything about this war sucks. Like yeah. you were just like his training was essentially like watch these Russian prisoners yeah. of war who were all starving to death in front of you. Yeah. Uh, That's where the time cut makes the most sense. Him being away. Yeah. Like, if right. you want to do a massive time cut, just use that scene. Yeah, he gets. But they don't even and, have it in the new one. No, there's also in the book and in neither movie where the teacher who riles them all up to join eventually gets like called up into being like a lower like officer, and then they tor- oh, yeah. the the one guy he knows back from home like tortures him. Like, they never bring that back in the movie, which I guess also is fine. Yeah. I don't know. There's not... There, in the 30s know. when he goes back and he kind of, like, chastises him for, like, he's like, why did you get me to join this thing, man? Yeah, that was... That and was they're good. all calling him a coward. He's like, you guys don't even know, man. You don't yeah. want to be in this war. Trust me. Yeah, that was the best version that they could have done for it. Yeah. Again, that character never comes back. I mean, they also blow that in the 2020 version where it's like, he gives this great speech, but they've all already joined. Like, yeah. I guess the idea being like, oh, he's been giving these speeches for so long. That's why they're yeah. going to join. But it was like, I think it's so much better as like a call to I action. I would say that scene is actually pretty good. Like the spiral of them all was, like listening was... to him being like, yes, yes. Yeah. And it's the better than the that. mania, which I also <laughs> love. But like, <laughs> I don't know. It's more realistic, I will say. Sure, 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 sure. It was good. Uh, yeah, that yeah. actually. There are moments. And I think visually there are moments that are obviously just like, I don't know, I guess better in the new one just because. It's, I don't know. Really, the only thing that's good about the new one is the guy who played Cat. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree. Um, Agreed. Yeah. I, I'm, tr- I'm struggling. I guess I like the the Chodin, the Chodin guy as well. But and, he's and not I, in it a ton. But I like I like the look of that guy, to, and I liked his energy. To be fair, and I don't even need, know if I need to be fair, I was probably with the new 2022 movie for the first hour. Mm. And then that first battle scene happens, and then I was like, oh, slowly checking out. And then I was completely off board and angry. Yeah. But that anger, I think, has pretty much erased any decent to like good yeah. feelings I had about the first hour. But I'm glad you said that because I do think the actor who plays Cat in the new movie is great. And I'm going to now look can at I, his name. Can I just tell you the, the thing I wrote down when I started the, the 2022 yeah. version? This is my immediate line. It's like, immediately not liking the movie. Instead of the slow dread, it opens with a war movie opening. I couldn't believe oh, it. Oh, you nailed it. It's like so triumphant. I was like, this is so wrong. This feels so yeah, wrong. They eventually, you, you know, segue into that, like, you're all just numbers and names, kind of like machinery of war kind of thing, which sort of saves it a bit. But I was just like, what are we doing? Because yeah. they're also like making a point of like this guy being coward until he's like pushed to it. And then he's triumphant. And then he's like, then also dead. Yeah. yeah. It's like, OK, that's sure. Yeah. Well, that's I think ultimately the 2022 movie, like you say, it's it's a it's a million contrivances. It's all like building to this moment that keeps you away from the soldiers. It's probably if if I were not coming in having just read the book and watched the 1930 movie, I'd be like, oh, the movie's fine. It's I, a movie. My my other my ultimate thought was that's an interesting movie, a terrible adaptation. Ex- bingo, uh, exactly. In the same way that maybe if Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead was just called Zombie Mall, you'd be like, oh yeah, give it much more credit. Yeah. Um, although I think I. I think even if this wasn't called All Quiet on the Western Front, I'd still be like, eh. yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a fine movie, but a terrible adaptation is truly um, where I land. I would yeah. say it's an okay movie. Yeah, sure. Okay, Cat sure. is played by Albrecht Schuch. Yeah, um, fantastic. Great, yeah. great job. Yeah, he can't read or write. He's a cobbler. Yeah, he's gonna Ben Affleck him. He's, he's gonna a Good Bull Hunting. I also, him. I also believe that he's like. A scrapper, grifter yeah. kind of guy, which he's kind of is in the book. He's always finding the things they need and getting them the jobs that they want. The right. Mo- the, the good most. jobs. Yeah, definitely. Oh, wow. Albrecht, Albrecht Schuch is also in the 2020 Berlin Alexanderplatz. Talk about another 
a literary yeah. adaptation movie that I'm like, huh. Yeah. Also, the fact that this adaptation is only three hours as compared to Fossbinder's like nine hours. I'm like, huh. Okay. Cutting some things. Cutting Cutting a few things. things. Okay. Right. Okay. Thank you, Internet. Um, yeah. Give us some big thoughts, and then I think we gotta make our final summation and go. And what a surprise summation it will be. Uh, where will we possibly <laughs> land on this one? Um, it's the suspense. Uh, hit it, Alan. What do you got? What do you got? What are your last thoughts here? My last thoughts are the book is an absolute masterpiece. Anything with the line, revenge is black pudding, is A plus in my book. Uh, the 2022 movie, if I have to be kind to it, it's okay. I really actively despised a lot of it, uh, especially it's just, it seems to have gotten all the emotions wrong or backwards and put things in random orders and changed names, you know, just to be fun. Uh, and the 30s movie is, I think, decent. Uh, it's pretty good. It's got a lot of stuff I like. Uh, the 30s acting is a little schlocky, um, but it was the 30s. Um, and yeah, well, I also did, I didn't like that cat in the 30s, can I just say? Because how dare like, you? <laughs> he's fun, but like his introduction as being like a for-profit guy, like when he's like getting guys food, he's like, "All right, now bring me all your money and stuff." I was like, "I don't know, that's my cat." He, he does get know, a real like comedy opening with like, yeah. "Cat can find food anywhere within a square mile," and he's like hiding under a truck, well, and his well, face yeah. is all the whole. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Twenty twenty two could have done is that like that is very much the American Hollywood take on this story absolutely and the german one could have been like no we're going to keep it german sensibility but they didn't they, they blew it yeah all right so final votes <clears throat> is all quiet in the western front by eric mariah remark better than the 1930 movie yes oh yes yeah yes is it better than the 2022 movie uh, let me think about this. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yes, I think we can agree that that All Quiet on the Western Front, the novel, is indeed the masterpiece it is said to be. Mm -hmm. I think Tyler and I like the 30s more than Alan, although, as you said... I still liked it. Yeah, quite yeah. a bit. And I would I would highly recommend the 1930 version. Yeah. I think it's real. It's worth a watch, even if you're like not... If you've read the book, if you've not read the book. I think you it's should a, read the book first. Yes. Uh, but yeah. It's I, a I it's a really good movie. The and book I think has like, such delicious lines. You just have to. Oh yeah, I mean, to. you don't get the sentences of the book yeah. in the movie. It's impossible. But I think it's like it's historically important. It's Universal's first Best Picture winner. Yeah. But it is also like technically impressive. I think a lot of the acting's decent to good, and like it's a good it's a good adaptation. I, yeah. I think it's a good movie. Uh, yeah. Also, um, can you tell us if we made a mistake by not watching the '79 version? Yeah, Which I yeah. feel like hey, I, we did the first forty minutes. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna keep Cat as like a fifty year old character, I'd rather yeah. see Ernest Borgnine be that fifty year old character. That's true. Um, all right, before I say my very surprising verdict, um, uh, I will say that I posted on Skylight Books's Twitter a poll to ask people what they thought the best version of All Quiet on the Western Front. In last place, the nineteen seventy nine TV version. <laughs> I'm assuming just because nobody watched it. In third place, now this is a heartbreaker, is the 1930 Best Picture version, 17% uh, of the vote. Coming up in second, the 2022 Netflix movie, 22% of the vote. And I think that's... It's recency bias, come yeah, on. Recency bias, but... Vote with your heart. With more than half, 61% of voters on Twitter say the best version of All Quiet on the Western Front, and I have to agree, is the original novel. Hey, Twitter got something right for once. Yeah. yeah. And go go see the yeah, go see the 30 picture and you know, if you're gonna be like a best a best picture completist, I guess see the Netflix one, but you've seen war movies probably. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's great. You can find the nineteen thirty version online for free in the Internet Archive. Um, there's this company called Netflix. Mm -hmm. Netflix. Mm -hmm. That's yes. where you can find the other one. Yes. Yeah. Mr. Flix. Flix Flixnet. Mm -hmm. Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And it's on there. And yeah. currently, Tubai. In Tubai. Yeah. Tubai. Tubi. has the seventy nine, which maybe we will watch just for funsies. I think I'm gonna watch it tonight. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty fun. It's good. Also, just last things on remark. He had like a wild like he dated. Um, 
like a bunch of actresses like Paul Holly- Goddard, right? Yeah, Paul Goddard and uh he had like a three from the Charlie Chaplin movies. Oh, yes. Uh there was a few he had a few like man like dating actresses. Um let me see my, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he was married to Paul Goddard uh, for, Welcome for to Tyler's gossip. A hour. long time. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you want some 1930s uh golden Hollywood gossip? Uh, I think we all say yes. Uh oh yeah, Hedy Lamar marlena dietrich marlena dietrich for three years they had a a long long time love affair with a lot of letters written back and forth interesting stuff anyways yeah yeah um so i think because it'd be cool for you folks to read and watch along with us we're going to tease the next two episodes so we're coming to you basically on a monthly basis next month we've got one of our other booksellers elena saunders going to come in and discuss the sisters brothers fantastic book by patrick dewitt he has a new book coming out soon called the librarianist i think that's the title so that's sort of pertinent um we're gonna read that book watch that movie by jacques Audiard with great, I think great movie john c Riley. john movie. c Riley, uh joaquin phoenix uh jake gyllenhaal riz ahmed yeah list goes on and on that's a banger of a movie nice i have i've neither read nor seen so i'm excited I've and seen the, the movie, but not read the book. Alan's read the book, but hasn't seen the movie. Can't confirm. <laughs> what a what a confluence of opinions we'll be bringing. So that's drama. Gonna, that's going to be for April, and then in May, uh, just I'm forcing it upon these guys because I love the trailer for the movie. We're going to do "Are You There, God?" It's me, Margaret, Judy Bloom. All right. Yes. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Please come back. Tell your friends. Sub, sub, rate, subscribe. Check out other Skylight podcasts and. Uh, be good to each other war is bad war is bad books are good alan signing off thanks for listening to this episode of the skylight books podcast series we hope you enjoyed it if you'd like to check out the book featured in this episode or others please visit skylightbooks.com if you're in the los angeles area stop by for one of our live in-person author events. You can find a calendar on our website. If you like this podcast, leave us a review. It really helps us out. Our music is by Duck the Piano Wire. Till next time. <laughs>